Hey there, e-commerce enthusiasts. Let me tell you about a game changer in shipping, ShipStation. It's the ultimate platform for simplifying your shipping process. With ShipStation, you can easily import, manage, and ship your orders in no time. It integrates seamlessly with your favorite e-commerce platforms and carriers, ensuring a smooth workflow. Gain valuable insights with their powerful analytics and reporting tools. Say goodbye to shipping headaches. Visit stigmasandopenwounds.com slash ship and level up your shipping game today. This episode is brought to you by McFleischman's Brewing Company, a family-owned and operated brewery. McFleischman's Stout Day program is exploring new ways to support local arts and area podcasts, as well as nationally known media outlets whose content and missions they support. This program culminates on Stout Day, March 26th, when the last of six Imperial Stout variants is released in the tap room. Come down to the brew house and see how McFleischman's Brewing Company has been respecting beer since 2017. everyone and welcome to a new episode of stigmas and open wounds i'm tracy and i'm eric all right so this week's episode i'm pretty excited about this one is talking about how to find a therapist it's basically the ins and outs of tips of how to find a therapist and when you think you found a therapist of really kind of how to discover of if they really are the right therapist for you. And I'm kind of excited because I think I've actually just found a new therapist for myself, new psychiatrist. So I'm going to kind of give you guys some some things that maybe I've done wrong in the past, some things that I think I've done right. And we may tell you some things that we've heard some other people do. So with that, let's can, maybe... Can I ask a question before we start? Yeah. So... Before you go into things that you do to find a therapist, talk about why, talk about some people might not agree with you that there is a good therapist and a bad therapist. Okay. And that are, are all therapists created equal? And if so, why not? I really don't think they are. For the fact that my last therapist, I would go in and I would say, yeah, things are going good. And he'd say, Okay, cool. So how are your meds? That's great. We'll give you a few refills and we'll see you in six months. And half of that was on me and I'd say half of that was on him. Perhaps I should have given him a little bit more insight in my life, but there were times where I legit thought my life was good. My moods were good. But And I think it's important to point out that if that's the kind of therapist that you're looking for, then... That's fine. That would have been a great therapist for you. Right. But you wanted a therapist that would more dig deeper into your issues and try to really pinpoint what problems were out there. Right. Well, and I guess at the time, I think I thought he was a fine therapist. You know, I, I was like, okay, let's let's just do an in and out today. But looking at it now, I realize he wasn't a good therapist. I think he liked that I was so easy. He wasn't going to dive further into it and go, oh, really? Things are good? You know, you've been good for the last five sessions. I feel like this isn't right. So I kind of feel like he 
really enjoyed it when I came in and said, things are just so good. And he was just trying to get the job done. He wasn't trying to to make me better. He just thought, okay, things are under control. And the thing is, is that many times things are under control. However, with bipolar, you're always working on yourself. You're always working on something. So the chances that I was always going to be good when I was with him, and I did say, well, things are mostly good. However, yes, it's that time of the season. So I'm a little bit bluer. But he he never really dove into things. And I, I'm not saying that, that he could have done things hardcore every time, but I also feel like he could have asked just a few more follow-up questions. So... I, I think that's that's sort of the difference between where where he was not necessarily a good therapist. Maybe he was better with some people who gave him a little bit more, but I also feel like maybe that was the challenge where if I had with me giving him so little, maybe after a couple times he should have said, you know what, I can't believe that you're always this good or can I just ask you a few few more follow-up questions and I think it's important to point out that not necessarily that you keep using the term not a good therapist but I think the more proper term for this is that he's not the right therapist for you correct yeah I I, that is exactly it he might be he could be a great therapist for for other people just not for me not for me that that is exactly it he could be the best fit for somebody else. He might have nine other patients that come in and pour their souls out to him every time they walk through the office, almost to the point where it annoys him. Yeah. And, you know, he takes care of them. He drills into those problems. Whereas when, if you don't, where you need somebody that's not only going to address the problems that you mentioned, but maybe dig Maybe for ask a couple, a couple other questions, questions to right. surface more yeah, problems. Yeah, because so. I, I did have a couple times where he said, you know, I apologize, I'm late, but this person had a couple questions. You know, they had, they had this, this, and this problem. He didn't say it specifically because obviously a good therapist <laughs> doesn't say that. But, you know, he said, oh, they had a number of problems, so I apologize that I'm late. And I think... What really made me realize he wasn't the therapist for me was he went on a huge sabbatical to switch where he had his practice. So he was unavailable for, he's still unavailable and it's been six months now. And I thought he should have set something up. That was my main thing. And I thought, okay, so he gave me refills for all of my medication, except for the controlled substances is what they call it. And what falls under that is my anxiety medication. And then I eventually ran out of that. And that was a huge nightmare for me. And uh, and I am going to talk a little bit further about that in uh, in an episode coming out in uh, a couple weeks, I believe. And, and that became really, really hard for me. And I thought, I don't know how anybody could do this. And again, that could be partially on me. Maybe I just didn't manage that well enough. But then I thought, this just isn't isn't right for me. So... And then I eventually found somebody that I thought, she's going to work for me well enough. And then I had to go to my doctor just yesterday, my family doctor, and he's going to be prescribing my controlled medicines because I am going to be seeing somebody online who cannot be prescribing those. But yeah, so it's, it's really about finding who fits for you. So the person that I just found that fits for me 
may not fit for, say, if Eric had to go to a therapist, psychiatrist, whatever. So perhaps Eric may have fit with the person that I just decided to leave. And that's really, really what it boils down to. It's it's really just about jiving with somebody. But there's there's some things that you can do when you are looking for the right therapist. And just to kind of see if what I do to look for a therapist kind of matches with what other people do. I did a search online and I found this article and I thought, okay, this is a really good article. And, um, and it really does kind of, a lot of the things fit with what I do. And then there are a couple things that I thought, oh, this is really great. And it just says nine tips for finding the right therapist. And this is from healthline.com. And the first one is consult your provider directory. Now, I couldn't do this because all my health insurance, it doesn't cover anything with psychiatrist uh, therapy, etc. So if you are covered, definitely consult that if you want that covered. Now, sometimes you might find that whoever is covered is not somebody that you want to go to. So don't pigeonhole yourself in that. If you find that maybe the two, three, five, however many are covered and you don't like them, don't don't go to them. So it's just, it's one of those things like what is more important to you, money or the care that you're going to get? The second one is ask somebody that you trust. Now, not everybody is going to be open about going to a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, etc. But if you know somebody who is going to somebody, definitely ask them. They might be open about who they liked, who they didn't like. So that is that is a huge place to start. A good point, to, I think, to throw in with that, though, is that if you do consult with somebody that you know, make sure that that person kind of matches your personality. Yeah. Because a huge part of this is going to go into your personality and whether you drive with the doctor. Definitely. And if if you have a friend, but you're like polar opposites. Right. There's a good chance that whatever doctor they find and have success with is not going to be the doctor that you have True. success with. True. And then this one says, number three is use a reliable online database. So it does say like there's a number of mental health organizations and they maintain up-to-date searchable databases. So you can do that. Number four is explore local resources. Five is is reach out to organizations that address your area of concerns. So National Eating Disorder Association, Anxiety and Depression Associations, and so on. So if you have something specific that you want to see them for, you can always just search organizations for that. And that was something that I never really thought about. I was just like, okay, I did actually, when I was looking for this specific psychiatrist, I was looking like, okay, do they deal with depression and anxiety? And then even further, do they have training in bipolar? So that was something that I was really looking for. I I said the depression and anxiety was a non-negotiable. Bipolar was a hopeful, which I was able to get all those. So that was really great. And then the seventh one is try an online therapy app. So that one I've never tried. And I think that is just sort of like, you know, if you if you go on there and it's just kind of like, oh, how are you feeling today? All that stuff. I think that's somewhere to start. But if you really need therapy, 
I know right now a lot of places are booked out pretty far depending on if you do online therapy, not just an app, but actual online therapy. Those ones I think you can get in sooner. I know I was able to get in within a month, but if you do actual physical therapy, not physical therapy, but like in, in-person therapy, that one I think a lot of them are booked out a little bit further. So an online therapy app I think is it is a good thing to do in the meantime. Or if you just need something to kind of keep yourself on track, but you don't need therapy with an actual person. And there might be something out there that actually is something where there is a person on the other end. So I've, I've never actually checked that out, so I cannot vouch for that either way. And then the eighth one is ask questions about the things that matter to you. And this is, is very important. You can see, sometimes you can see it when you're searching, and other times if you don't see it, you can actually ask the, the therapist. So you can ask them, how long have you been practicing? How long have you been practicing in this specific field? Anything that you want to know about this therapist, you can ask them. If, if it's important to you, ask them. Do not be afraid. I, I honestly don't think they'll be offended unless you ask them something just way out or incredibly personal. But if it's about what they're doing, if it affects you, don't be afraid to ask them. And keep in mind that when you go and meet a doctor for the, a therapist for the first time, you're not just you're not going there trying to become their customer, but they're right. also that's also got to be what works for you. So almost present it as if you're interviewing them. Exactly. To make sure that they're the right person for you because there's a hundred different doctors, there's a hundred different personalities, and certain mm-hmm. doctors are not gonna work with certain personalities, or maybe maybe they will work, but there is a certain doctor that is just right for your personality. And you, right. this is one of these things that you should never settle. Right. <laughs> you know, never get, well, that's the doctor I got, so that's good enough. Right. This is your mental health. Yeah. And so that that's exactly it. That's exact and I, I think I settled at the beginning. Um but it just, it's one of those things that I realized later on that, man, I, I shouldn't have settled. But it just, it's one of those things. And the last one on the list is pay close attention to your own responses. And this one I never even thought about until fairly recently. So how comfortable are you with this doctor and therapist? So now obviously you might not be as comfortable as you are with your spouse, your friends, etc. Because yes, this is a new person. This is somebody that you're telling your innermost secrets to. And it's not somebody that you've known for very long. However, do you feel comfortable telling them some maybe strange things, some some secrets, whatever? And is it okay? It does it is it a free-flowing conversation or is it something where you maybe clam up? So for instance, now with this uh, psychiatrist that I met this month, I actually felt pretty comfortable telling her, you know, I haven't been really happy since I realized I put away my hammock in in late fall. And it sounds really silly kind of the way that I said it. But then throughout the session, we kind of kept referring to, oh, the hammock day, the hammock day. And it it, it was kind of like refreshing because it was like, it was almost like I talked I was talking to a friend because we just kept referring to the hammock day. And and also, a side note too, is throughout this session, it was a video chat, she had her dogs crawling all over her. And I was okay with that. And 
And it just made it way more comfortable for me. And right away, I felt I felt this sense of, okay, this is this is right for me. And yeah, there were times where I was like a little bit, you know, not comfortable because yeah, it was a new thing for me. However, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the one. And and I was really paying attention to my responses during that time. So that is something that you really have to think about. Do you feel like you're talking to somebody that you feel comfortable with? Or do you feel like you're you're kind of pulling back like you do with with just somebody that you're just not so comfortable with? And I think the your dog reference is an outstanding point <laughs> because I, I do think that there's a lot of people that would be turned off by that because yeah. they would feel like it was unprofessional or something like that. But you were very comfortable with that, which made this doctor the right doctor for you. Right. Whereas there are a lot of people out here that would be completely uncomfortable with that situation. So, I mean, just something as silly as that can be a driving force of whether it's the right person for you individually or not. Right. So you just have to keep that in mind. And again, I come back to not settling, you know, make sure if if you go meet with a doctor and that you just don't get a good vibe, then they're probably not the right doctor for you. They're not right. The doctor should make you feel comfortable, should make you feel good. Definitely. It, it should be somebody that you can be friends with, almost. Oh, of course. Like, when I when I went to find my psychologist, I, I believe I kind of told a little bit of this story. I went through two, and, and I finally settled on the third one. And I didn't settle. I actually really liked her. Um, and this was about 11 years ago now. And the, the first two I hated... And it just so happened that they were guys, and um, and I and then I I ended up with a girl. And I and it I don't think it's because I like girls more than guys. It just so happens that the the guys, just the first guy, talked down to me. The second guy talked too much. And then the girl was just like, "Here, um, let me give you a little bit of homework. Let's talk about this. Why do you feel this way? Why?" And then she's like, "If we, if I see you in public." You know, I'll let you take the reins. You can either say that I'm just this person that you know, this friend, or you can say I'm your your psychologist. It's okay. And I felt incredibly comfortable with her. And I think that's essentially the same thing that's happening with my psychiatrist, is that the first guy, the only reason that I, not the only reason, but the reason that I went with him was because I needed to get into a psychiatrist pretty pretty right away because I needed somebody to kind of prescribe my medication when I found out I was bipolar. And he was in Oshkosh where I worked at the time. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I could get into him. And he was fine. He asked me a couple questions, but not too prying, didn't explain much. It was fine. And then he had to hand me off to the one that I was recently with. He was nothing special. And then and then this one, I just, she's great. I, I I found out more from her in an hour than I found out from these guys in almost like 10, 15 years. She, she asked me more questions and, and then told me more about my condition and everything in, in just one hour. It it just, it, it was like one of those things that just fit. I remember getting off the video call with her and going, she's the one. And I think it's probably really important too, being that she is an online mm-hmm. therapist, and I believe 
probably think that there's at least one person out there, probably a lot more than one person, that has a stigma against online therapy because, well, it's new and it's unknown. And I'm sure there's a lot of belief that the doctors are that are doing this type of therapy are, you know, hacks or something like that. Oh, not even. And so talk about it like, like we are talking about the internet. Mm-hmm. So there are probably therapists out there that are hacks that are doing this. And I would tell you straight up, don't, don't get a therapist off of Craigslist, yeah, you no. know, but, no, sh- but there are legitimate websites that you can go to that have vetted and probably, oh, yeah. I mean, they probably do a better job of vetting the doctors than say the yellow pages. If you're looking up a local therapist in the yellow pages, you have no idea what you're getting, mm-hmm. but talk about your experience with it. Do you feel like there was a step down in no. the therapist? Do you feel, I mean, you know a little bit more about the credentials, right? I believe that the therapist you got connected with is just in another city and actually owns a real practice in yeah. that city and has in-person I patients. She, yeah, I think she does. And so she, she's actually in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, and the funny thing is, is the reason I chose her when I when I saw on this online, and I'm completely blanking on um, what it's called right now. I can put it on our um, on our show notes, but. It's not one of the slightly bigger ones that, you know, you see some of the the stars talking about these days. But so when I saw her, part of the reason I chose her, like I said, is because she had all the the training for the depression, anxiety, bipolar, etc. But then I saw that she was from Wisconsin and I thought, oh, well, she's going to know the kind of weather that we've been having lately. So I thought then she's going to kind of know what I've been going through. And so I I talked to her, and she said she has some training in multiple states. I can't remember how many she said, but I think she said like 20, 25. So like about 50% of the country. And I, I believe she does actually have a practice in Milwaukee because she said she had a paper calendar too that she was filling out when she was filling out my appointments and stuff. And uh, and yeah, she is she is very, very, very professional. She has... I feel like she has just the same, if not more training. And I mean, for heaven's sake, she has to have all the accreditations for our state if and all the other states that she works in. So if you think about that. And for me, I almost felt more comfortable finding something online as long as it was something that, you know, I could see, okay, this has uh, this kind of, rating and etc rather than when i was looking for something in the fox cities i was just like okay i have no idea who this doctor is where they're located i mean you could kind of find like oh this is the address of this doctor but then i was like okay well now i'm lost who like where what does this doctor really do are they accepting patients like after after i find an address for this doctor then what like you can find a little bit of information but then when I looked online, I could find so much more about the doctor for the most part. Plus, for me, it was kind of nice because with us traveling and everything, it was just kind of kind of a nice thing. But I had the best experience that I have had in a long time with, with her. So I would give so much credit. I would not talk down about... I mean, and I would definitely 
look at the ones that you're choosing. I'm sure that there is one or two that are, you know, they're maybe either just starting out or they're just trying it. So they have no idea what to do in terms of online. So, you know, make sure that you're going to an accredited one. I would say, yeah, make sure that the site that you're using is doing a proper job of vetting. But I would think that once the site, if the site is a legitimate website and it is vetting the people properly, the people are going to be as good as anybody you would get locally. And especially for the, the people out there that are looking for a therapist might live in a really small community where they only have one therapist. Yeah. And maybe that therapist just, it, they don't click whatsoever. Well, this opens you up to literally so thousands, thousands of doctors that you can choose from. And, um, and I mean, all you're really giving up is that you have to do it on Zoom, which I, depending I on who you are might yeah. be a big deal. But, but I mean, I think... Certain people also would enjoy that more. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot. I know some people like me. It's just like, oh, I don't have to leave the house. Sweet. Yeah, and and I just, it's a great opportunity. And and even like like you said, they can't prescribe some of your medications to you right now. But that's that's just because this is a newer technology, and it's it's going to come in time. They're going to drop that yeah. restriction. Yeah, they're just the doing it because oh. Online therapy is a scary thing. Yeah. So. The only medications that they couldn't prescribe to me was my anxiety medicines. They call it a controlled substance. So, and there there might be more for certain other people, but I think it's, for the most part, just the anxiety ones and anything probably like it for other people. So what we figured out was my psychiatrist, she said she'll work with sometimes the family doctors and she says, you know, I'll send them a note and say that, hey, if I give, if I prescribe all the other medicines, can you prescribe this? So I just got done with a, a meeting with my doctor yesterday and he said, sure, I'll prescribe this as long as you make sure not to get this from anyone else. And the thing is, is that stuff like anxiety pills and anything really like that, the controlled substances, it's, it's really just a dangerous game with people these days. And that's, I think, the main reason. But for me, it's just kind of funny because my old psychiatrist, we could have meetings online and he could prescribe it. But this one, just because she hasn't met me face to face. So, but, uh, but really, I think the main thing you have to remember is when you are with a psychiatrist, psychologist, any kind of therapist in general, is do not be afraid to open up. They do want it to work for you, no matter no matter who it is. So, and that is a mistake that I did make with my prior psychiatrist is that, you know, maybe I should have said, you know, I, and I, I, I do think I genuinely thought things were good a lot of the times, but you do open up if you think something isn't feeling right. If you're, if you have a question about something, just open up, say, you know what, this isn't feeling right. This, I have a question about this. Maybe I'm overtired. I don't know if this is my depression. If, because they might actually have a reason for this, or they might say, you know what, this medication makes you tired. If I switch you to this, it will make you less tired. Something like that. Because if you don't ask the questions, they can't give you answers. Bottom line. And if you are one of those people that just says, I can absolutely not ask these questions, then there is a doctor out there that will push 
that will push you yep. and will get the questions they need answered out of you. And you need to find that doctor right. and not settle for a doctor that's just going to be like, oh, everything's good. Okay. Right. You know, yeah. and I, I think that most doctors are going to be more on the side of, oh, if everything's fine, let's just keep it the way it is and we're not going to worry about it, where you got to find the one that's going to really push you to yeah. open up about what is actually wrong. Yeah. So. And, you know, and if you're and if you're not sure if you do, if you do need one of those doctors that is going to push you, then then you know what? I, I don't I don't always recommend this, but we did have a friend that when he went to therapy, he just sat there silently just to sort of test his uh, his doctor until until his doctor said, OK, no more. And uh, and just started started pushing him. And uh, I've never done that myself, and I'm not. I'm not saying just do that to to every doctor that, mm-hmm. that, that you go into. But if you really, if that's if that's what you need to do, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's a tactic. Not not recommending it, but so so yeah. I mean, it's it's something that took me a long time to finally figure out that, you know what, they're not going to judge me. I need to ask these questions. And every so often I do have like one or two that I'm just like, well, I should have asked that, but I guess. And I think you'll always have that. So, yeah, I mean, you'll always regret that after the fact. Yeah. I mean, that's just a matter of life. You'll, every time I meet with somebody and we talk about something I left and I said, oh, I should have said that. Well, you're going to have the same thing with the therapist. But but you know what? More often than not, you're going to have an email for them. Yep. So so because so, I know I know I have an email for for my psychiatrist and I can email her with any questions, concerns, etc. So if I do have something I do, I have, I have the same with all pretty much all my doctors, I think. So that is something to always remember. And they might not get back to you right away because they have how many patients. So just be patient and just remember you always have those lifelines. So, so yeah, I I think, I think that's, that's just what you really have to, to be open to. And, and yeah, just, just keep trying. If, if the first doctor doesn't work, okay, just, just, you can keep them till the next doctor because it's, (laughs) you don't necessarily want to drop the doctor obviously. Cause it's like, well, yeah, okay. This is a therapist. But if they're the prescribing doctor, but yeah, just keep trying because you are going to find one that fits. And I know that right now it's a, it's a hard time because it, it does seem like more people are finally taking up the, the chance to, to go see a therapist, whether it's a psychiatrist, psychologist, etc. But But definitely you need to find the right one. And even now I'm finally realizing that, that maybe I wasn't at the right psychiatrist and I finally found the right one. And of course, the research, the research is, is really important. And you, you know, you can see what people are saying about this doctor too. And take that with a grain of salt too, because you're always going to have at least one person who says something horribly bad about the doctor. And that might not necessarily be about the doctor too, or and, the, the therapist. And as well, the, the people that go see that doctor are not going to all have the same personality. And we've been talking about yep. throughout this episode that, you know, what, what one doctor might work for one person and another person might hate that doctor. Exactly. And so you have to take that with a grain of salt that, that just because somebody said, oh, this is a terrible doctor, it was the worst experience of my life, 
it might be because that doctor went in there and pressed them and pressed them to yeah. try and get information out. And that made them very uncomfortable. But that's exactly yeah. what you're looking for. Right. In a doctor. So right. like that, I would hate that. I would hate that in a therapist, but it works for other people. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's really what works for, for so many people. It's, it's just a very, it's a very person by person type of thing. And, and really that's, that's just sort of, sort of what you have to think. It's, it's really a feeling type of thing. So, but yeah. And, and if you have any questions in terms of, of doctors that, that I've liked, doctors that, that didn't work so well for me, reach out to me. I, I'm quite open in terms of that. And, and like I said, I'm going to try to, I'll put the, the, some links out to, to some of those, those web services that the one, especially that I'm using right now. And then maybe I'll, I'll put some links to some of those other web therapies that are, that are just out there because, Hey, I, I think they're pretty good. Quite honestly, I mean, I, I I can't really vouch for the ones that obviously I'm not using, but I think it's a great thing just to have at your fingertips and to have the choice of hundreds, probably thousands of doctors right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't care which city you live in; it's probably not really possible to get that kind of selection in a doctor anywhere else. It's true. So. And the great thing is, is you can go on vacation and still see your therapist. Mm-hmm. How great is that? Yeah. So yeah. But I don't know. Do you have anything else that you would like to add to this conversation, Eric? No, I think we covered her pretty well. Yeah. I think it was slightly shorter this week, but but I'm okay with that. Cool. So I think we have a couple really cool episodes coming up in the future, but we'll leave those as a, as a little bit of a surprise. And, and of course, if you're looking for more content, you could check us out on Instagram. It's Stigmas and Open Wounds and on Facebook. And of course, stigmas and open wounds at gmail.com. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. See you next time.